Welcome to this podcast produced for Business Lincolnshire as part of the Fit for Business programme. I'm Guy Lewis and we are joined today by Nat McMillan from McMillan Associates. Hi Nat, how are you? Hi, morning Guy, I'm really good. How about you? Yeah, very good, thanks. Uh, how's work been this week? Been really, really good. Um, as always, out and about meeting people uh, beyond just Yorkshire, which is quite nice. Uh, but yeah, all good. It's great to see the business sector booming again. Yeah, yeah, it is good. So what are we discussing today? Today we're going to talk a bit about the dreaded interview, hopefully not dreaded. Yeah, like I shiver down my spine when you mention that. <laughs> so so can you give me some sort of examples of what good interviewing sort of looks like? I, I do know what bad ones look like. Yeah, it might be interesting to hear some of your stories. So really good interviewing for me, remembering first and foremost, it's a two-way process. So it's not just about what you want from any candidate. It's also, do they want to come and work for you? So I think often I see these businesses that do, you know, really great job adverts and it all looks wonderful, doesn't it? And a bit snazzy and exciting. And then they come along on the day and it's this really dull interview or even <laughs> worse, you arrive and nobody says hello and welcome, you know, you're just shoved in a little room to wait. All of that counts. All of that is about our impression of, what would it be like to come and work here? We talk a lot about culture, don't we, these mm. days? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's classic, isn't it? When I turn up for an interview, what's my sense of what it feels like around here? What are they like? How are they treating me? Yeah, so, so, so both selling each other. So you're selling the business, they're selling themselves. And the, the idea of the interview is that is that sort of that meeting that does that, that, that should enable that. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think remembering that when you go through to the interview, and if you can, a bit like we are now, making it feel like a conversation. Mm -hmm. It's not meant to be an opportunity to test somebody and, you know, almost, right, I'm going to go for that jugular question. I don't know about you, but I used to work with a, a team member who used to take great pride in thinking about what question will I come up with that will really make them sweat. <laughs> well... <laughs> You're laughing, guy. You might have a memory of similar. Many, I've, I've I've been in and done many interviews, and yeah, I've 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 gone for people that I've known people that I've had the what kind of it's really difficult, and someone goes like, oh, you know, and you get no answer. You don't you don't benefit because because it's so difficult. So so okay, that idea of trying to get the best out of the candidates, asking them questions that they can answer, having a conversation, giving them that that sort of space to talk. Absolutely, because. You want to hear from them, don't you? So, you know, um, it's not about whoever's interviewing. If you're on a panel, if there's a couple of you, it's not about you filling up the airspace. Or everybody doesn't need to hear what you think about the business or the job. We want to hear from the candidate. I mean, I think a really good tip is that really nice opening question of, so tell me a bit about yourself or why are you interested in here? What is it about the job that excites you? Just something that eases people in. And it's also okay to say at the beginning, we know you're probably feeling nervous, but please try and relax. We want to hear from you. We just want to have a conversation. I think you can set the tone in the environment right from the outset. And, and I know as a candidate, when I've gone in, that gets the best out of you, doesn't it? Rather than right, sit down and here we all are with our big files and our pens and it's all very formal and can be a little bit cold. Mm. And I don't think anybody performs at their best in that kind of environment. Yeah, yeah I, I, I always wondered, you know, is it worth 
if you're going to interview somebody, you've got a position to fill. Is it worth trying to practice? Is it worth trying to, you know, go through that, do, do a mock interview with, you know, with someone that's already in your business or your partner or someone you're, you know, around? Is that, is that something you should think of? I think that's a great idea. I mean, sometimes we forget that the people that are interviewing get nervous mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know the interviewee does, but it can be quite nerve-wracking, especially if it's a really important role that you want to fill and you want to make a good impression. So I think doing a practice is great and a little bit of prep. Mm-hmm. So again, these sound really simple, but what questions are we going to ask? If you're interviewing with somebody else, just make sure you're not both planning to ask exactly the same question. Yeah, bad cop, bad cop as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and what about the environment? Is there, is there a wrong environment for interviewing, the right environment, or is it just it is what it is? Well, I suppose some of it depends on your business, doesn't it? So I think there's something about setting out your stall from the beginning. So if somebody's going to be working in an office, I would probably expect my interview to be in a similar environment but equally if I'm coming to work manufacturing or in a factory then I'm okay about being interviewed on site that's where I'm Mm -hmm. coming to Mm -hmm. work there is something about thinking about some privacy Mm -hmm. and about noise Mm -hmm. so you know yes you might want to be in a factory but I wouldn't suggest it right on the shop floor next to the noisy machine Mm -hmm. so I think it's just thinking about that where can it be private where can it be somewhere that you're not going to be interrupted because I've also been interviewed by somebody who left the interview room five times. Now, what does that say to me? Tells me I'm not very important and this interview isn't very important. Mm -hmm. I know urgent things come up, but I think five times is a little bit excessive Mm -hmm. in anybody's book. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, think about the environment. And again, how can you make it feel a little bit more relaxed? Really simple things. Have you got a glass of water? Mm -hmm. I mean. I'm sure, you know, people forget, don't they, these little things. And again, if you're nervous as a candidate, your mouth gets dry. Uh-huh. Just having a glass of water next to you or, you know, when they come in, would you like a cup of tea? Have a sit down. I immediately am thinking, oh, great, this is somebody that cares about their staff. Again, just think about how you set it up. If you want people to do a presentation, just have a bit of a think about how easy is the equipment. Uh-huh. Don't leave them you know, struggling to work out where's the cable, how do I switch on the monitor, get up and help or make sure it's ready to go. Yeah, or yeah. even better, ask them beforehand yeah, so yeah. you can have loaded the presentation. Okay. And and as, I suppose like anything, um, your first impressions count? Ab- absolutely. You know, um, we often talk about, as you know, Guy, I do some work with hospitals, and we often talk about when you first walk into a ward, what's your impression? It's the same, isn't it, in a restaurant? When I first walk into a restaurant, the first 30 seconds, what's my impression? Does somebody come up to me? How do they approach me? Mm -hmm. Hello, Mm -hmm. welcome, can I help you? Am I left standing there for five minutes with nobody bothered about me? It's exactly the same in an interview. So, you know, do you go over, shake of the hand, introduce yourself? Mm -hmm. It really is the basics, but that's happened to me before. Somebody's just come and said, come through. (laughs) okay and then I've sat down no hello my name is I'm joined by you know if it was us two on a panel guys with me today this is the job we're looking forward to hearing from you this is my name this is who I am people just sometimes forget the basics and I'm sure it's because they're nervous but just have some notes in front of you a quick reminder of what you want to cover but yeah first impressions you know we've said 
um, earlier on in some of the other podcasts, it's really hard to recruit people at the moment. We're all competing for the same. So you want to be an interview that business that they go away thinking, that was great. What oh. a great bunch of people. I really want the job, not, well, I don't want that job and I'll be relieved if it's a no. So reinforcing that idea, this is a two-way thing. You've got to be attracting this employee to you. So be prepared, get the environment right, welcome people, first impression of the business, oh, we're a friendly lot, we're a nice lot, I want to be part of that team. Are there any other things we need to consider about individual needs what, that around that interview? Yes. Um, so thinking about accessibility, thinking about how we create that environment. So the, the obvious one people tend to think about there is people with physical disabilities. So of course it's really important. Ask people. Simple as that. Yeah. Ask them. Are there any needs that you've got, any adjustments we need to make? So sometimes, you know, are you on a second floor with no lift? Candidate turns up, we weren't prepared for that. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, we've got those hidden disabilities, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Neurodiverse has become something we talk about a lot more. I'm delighted that we talk about that a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, I have a nephew, actually, with Asperger's, so I think it's great that we're talking about it. But think about that beforehand. How can you help that candidate if they have any certain needs. I think the thing I'd say about that as well is don't be afraid to ask. I know a lot of the time people feel a little bit like they're walking on eggshells or they don't want to offend. If you just ask somebody, how can we support you? Do you have any additional needs? That's not offensive. In fact, that's really thoughtful, isn't it? And again, yeah. it makes me think, great, this is somebody that is interested in me individually and wants to support me. Okay. Okay. So we've got some sort of uh, thoughts there about how we get the environment right, how we how we create a good impression, we prepare. Have you got any examples of sort of poor interviews, that type of thing, you know, things you shouldn't do? Yes, uh, yeah, lots of them, unfortunately. Um, so I've kind of talked a bit about the kind of bad practice, if you like. So, you know, where you sit there as a, as a candidate and 10 minutes in, all you've done is heard from hmm. one of the people on the panel talk about themselves. Um, I also don't like those kind of questions that are what animal would you be? Because, you know, going back to, I think it puts people on the spot. It makes them nervous. Asking questions that are not related to the job, mm -hmm. that that seems to happen mm. a lot more than you would expect, doesn't it? Um, so, you know, if I'm going for an HR job, why are you asking me about the finances? Yeah. yeah. You know, so be really clear that you're asking about the right job. And then, of course, the big bit about falling into hot water is being really careful about some questions that people ask. The trap that I still hear, and this might surprise you, is that women are frequently asked, are you planning on having children? Mm. Not a goer, that one, is it, really? It's definitely not a goer. No. Uh, but it happens frequently. In fact, I would say regularly. Really? Yeah. I mean, it does surprise me, like you, I would think people would know not to, but only somebody a few weeks ago shared with me that it had happened to them. Oh. So be really careful. Don't make assumptions. Be careful about banter in an interview. You know, while I've said about it being informal, don't cross the line. Uh -huh. It's still an interview. Uh -huh. You don't necessarily know this person. Back to first impressions. So, yeah. Think about what your questions are. They should be related to the job. The other one that people often ask as well is about how, how far people have to travel. So what do I mean by that? 
I got asked the other week if we could ask an interview, oh, can I ask where you live? And no. we stopped that. And when I said to the person afterwards, you can't ask that. They said, well, I wanted to know if they could get here or how long their commute was. Well, that's up to the individual. They've applied for the job. They will consider whether they're going to travel or not, how they're going to travel. It's not for you to make assumptions and rule people out based on that. Would you be able to ask sort of, you know, it's a seven o'clock start. Can you get here for seven o'clock? Is that a reasonable question? Absolutely. So okay. that's about the job. It's a requirement. Again, it might be there's a requirement to do some night shifts to work. Mm -hmm. You know, twilight shifts have become very common. Again, I'm thinking about manufacturing. You know, it's quite common, isn't it, to work different shift patterns. All of that is absolutely fine. It's about you not making an assumption about somebody. Mm -hmm. It's always about being clear about the role. Okay. And I guess this thing about interviewing is also making it relevant to the role and relevant to the, the sort of level of that, you know, if it's an entry-level role. I guess you can you know, different things for, for different interviews for different jobs. Yeah, absolutely. So I always say to people, have a look at what you put in your advert, your job description, the job role. That's what you're asking questions about. Stick to that and you'll be absolutely fine. You won't get yourself into any trouble whatsoever which is sort of very simple sim similar to not putting something in the job application that it's not relevant you know, i need you need a degree but actually you're actually working behind a bar it's like well why is that a relevant qualification so i guess it's just being relevant through the through the whole process yeah absolutely the one about degree is uh is a very common one guy and a bit of a bugbear of mine which i'm sensing it might be one for you <laughs> as well but yeah what's actually required to do the job. And again, don't exclude people by putting in expectations that simply aren't required to do that role. Yeah, I, I think I came across an example where someone was, they were trying to recruit into hospitality and there was all sorts of, of difficult questions. And actually the, the, the person that was going to employ them said, why can't we ask them things like, you know, what would you do if you came across this person in that, that's uh, behind the bar or a table? Or, or actually, yeah, how would you, how would you introduce yourself to, a, to a, a potential client? That type of stuff. So you're actually getting real relevant things. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And asking them to provide examples. So, you know, it's that good old, have you ever... Can you tell us about a time? So, you know, you've just talked about in a bar. So can you tell us about a time when perhaps you've had a customer that's been difficult? Mm -hmm. How have you managed that? Those questions, absolutely appropriate. Okay. My name is Guy Lewis and you're with myself and Nat McMillan discussing interviewing. We've talked about good interview interview techniques and some of the things that you should uh, should try to avoid. Uh, now I want to look more at the sort of practicalities. So what are the t what are the things that you must sort of do around that that interviewing? What should we also do? Yeah, thanks Guy. So you need to keep notes. Um so I've talked about, you know, avoiding banter and other things. So have questions that you're going to ask the same ones to the same candidates mm -hmm. if you can. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be robotic and word for word. But, you know, keep it around the same questioning. Then you need to score it so that you've got something objective. Why am I saying that? Well, in case somebody comes back and challenges you and says, the only reason I didn't get the job is because X, Y, Z, that you're able to say, well, you didn't get the job because there was somebody who was stronger than your interview. This is why. You've got that objective, that good old Mm -hmm. evidence that we talk about in HR doesn't need to be complex, 
really straight, forward, score out a five, but keep it. The other really important bit for me to share here is that those notes are personal data and can be requested. Why am I sharing that? Unfortunately, this is a really bad example where somebody wrote on their interview notes some very critical personal uh, information about an individual and the words were mad, mad, mad with three exclamation marks. The individual requested the interview notes. Okay. So you can imagine that's not a great place to be in. So just remember your interview notes. They are something that any individual can request. They don't have to work for you. So that's a good tip to remember, I think, in terms of what you're writing. And then just in terms of other good tips, I've already talked about that bit at the beginning. You're welcome, all of that, making them relax. But also, how do you end the interview? So when is the candidate? candidate's going to hear from you? Will it be the end of today? Will it be the end of the week? If it's not going to be the end of the day, then don't say that. Yeah, yeah. be realistic in your timescales. We're interviewing three more people. We'll know more by the end of the week or next week or or, or whatever. Give yourself probably a bit more time than you think you're going to need. Yeah, absolutely. And you can share how many people you're interviewing. You just can't say who they are. Uh But you can say we've got another three people or we're going to be meeting people for the rest of the week. I usually say you won't be hearing from us today. Uh It's likely to be tomorrow because I also think it's good sometimes to sleep on it Uh and make your decision the next day. And that's just something I do. Make sure you've got the contact details of the candidate. So, you know, simple things like that. Have we got the right mobile number for you? We'll be in touch. And then finally, for those candidates that haven't been successful, offer them feedback. Yeah. Yeah. I just think on that scoring thing, um, yeah, there's sometimes a reticence to score things as you go along because you don't know what you're comparing against. But I guess you're going to say, no, score it as it is. You could always then adjust being that I gave someone a five, but do you know what? The next candidate was even better, so I'll downgrade them afterwards. But you'd say capture it as you go along. I would definitely score as as I go along because I think that's the fairest way. And even if your score's wildly different to the other person, it doesn't matter as long as it's consistently wildly different. It's all about your view. And as long as you're able to say, I scored them that because of this, absolutely fine, as as you say, Guy. Um, I also think it's good to score independently. Uh So rather than have a conversation about each candidate, just do that, what did I think, and then have a conversation, just so you don't get overly influenced by somebody else's Uh opinion. I've got one more bit, last thing, really, last point on this, and, and that's that sort of trial that trial part of the interview, you quite often, maybe in manufacturing, so say, oh, you know, could you just step on the manufacturing line and, and, and see how dexterous you are? Is that okay, that type of stuff? I'm not necessarily talking about doing a shift behind a bar. I'm just talking maybe someone doing a practical test. Practical tests are okay. I mean, I'd be careful in manufacturing just because of the health and safety training, yeah, yeah. and training. But certainly, you know, the good examples are things like asking people to do some work on a spreadsheet, asking people to look at Word documents. You know, okay. people are going to begin going in to do an administrative role. Absolutely appropriate that you would say, here's a typical example of some admin mm-hmm. tasks that we might want you to do. But again, you know, you might want to get them to do a bit of role playing if they're going to be in a customer service role. Okay. They're absolutely appropriate as long as it's related to the role. So, you know, don't ask me to have a look at um, our 
accounts, our annual accounts for the year, if I'm coming in to work on reception. No, absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks for saying that. That's been great. Brilliant. Thanks, Guy. You've been listening to a Business Lincolnshire podcast. Look out for the next episode. If you're listening on the Business Lincolnshire YouTube channel, don't forget to give us a thumbs up or subscribe down below. If you're on your favourite podcast platform, then remember to follow the show. More information at businesslincolnshire.com.